Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is TeacherCast podcast episode number 184. Today, we're going to be talking about creating a digital classroom using Office 365. We have two amazing friends coming on today to talk about Microsoft Teams and also talking about how you and your students can get flip grid fever for free. Today we have a great show. I'm so ha happy that you guys are here today. There's, of course, several great ways that you can reach out and be a part of this and all of our shows. You can find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. And, of course, we love it when you email us over at feedback at TeacherCast.net. And, guys, over the summertime, we had a fantastic season working with the Microsoft Education family. Many of you guys gave us some great reviews on our videos live from the ISTE conference where we had a a lot of great things happening over at the Microsoft EDU booth. One of the things that I'm excited about was I got a chance myself. Yes, me, this podcaster right here. I got flip grid fever. I want to bring on our guest from the summertime from the great state of Minnesota, Joey Torrelson. Joey, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great, Jeff. Thanks for having me, man. Happy to be here. I wish we could be sitting side by side like we were at ISTE, but I'm happy to be seeing you here on, on Rendezvous. Oh, thank you so much for being here. It is so nice to see you. It's so nice to get going here. Now, when we first met, you guys were just getting started as a member of the Microsoft family. It's been a couple months. How are things? What is going on at Flipgrid? Oh, man, it's been it's been an amazing summer since we met at ISTE. So ISTE was like, what, one week into us being part of Microsoft? Um, during that time, we were really building for our major fall release, which we announced on August 1st at Flipgrid Live. Um, we uh, overhauled a ton of Flipgrid. We released a new, a new grid launch pad, which um, provides really positive, safe way for students to access Flipgrid for PLNs to, uh, to collaborate over Flipgrid, um, for teachers with younger learners to use Flipgrid. We completely redesigned the look and feel, providing a more uh, social media feel in the, in the mobile apps. We, we added in full 16 by nine videos on the web. Um, we built grid pals into the, uh, into the experience, which has just been unbelievable. I don't know if I told you about grid pals at ISTE, but there's been, there was some 1500 classes that connected over Flipgrid before Grid Pals was a thing, and that was thanks to a teacher named Bonnie McClelland, hmm. who kind of sparked the Grid Pals initiative. Now Grid Pals is within Flipgrid, and I think there's something like 4,500 or 5,000 teachers that have that have activated their Flipgrid passport and are and are ready to connect with other classes around the world to really start building global empathy and help their students learn from other kids around the world. Um, and then we didn't stop there. We uh, we knew that after August 1st, we still had a lot to do, so we. We picked up right where we left off and we started building on uh, listening to the community and building on Flipgrid again. And just yesterday we announced mixtapes. I can dive into it now or we can get into it later, whatever you want to do. Uh, wow. Uh, that, that is an amazing, amazing list right there. Let, let's, let's hold on to that one. Maybe for the end that we want to get everybody listening to the whole thing here. You know, I got to say the biggest announcement that, I, that we talked about coming out of ISTE was the fact that Flipgrid is now free. It's, of course, always has been, but it's even more now cross-platform. I got to tell you, the students in my school district where I am a, you know, like my job is, is K-12 tech coach. I have have so many teachers right now that are getting Flipgrid fever, that are bringing video in on all of their devices. There's a lot of great stuff that's happening in Flipgrid. Now, you just gave us a whole laundry list of what has happened up into this point. 
Joey, you know me. I got to ask the question. What are we going to be seeing between now and next year's ISTE? Oh, that's a great question. I don't know exactly how much I can tell you, Jeff, but but one of the things that I, that uh, we talked about last night, we had a webinar. Dr. Charlie Miller, our founder, hosted a webinar. We all sat around a table and had a great time hanging out with the Flipgrid community for about an hour. Um, one of the things we talked about was when we released the new grid launch pad, we knew that there were several advancements that we could build into that could build into build into it. And one of the things that we're really excited about, and something that we've been asked for a lot from our community is a way to invite guests into specific topics within a grid. So a teacher is teaching a class on industrial design and wants to bring in an industrial designer to be the expert for one topic. They don't necessarily want that industrial designer to have access to every single topic that they're ever talking about over the course of their semester. Um, But it's really important that that industrial designer is able to interact with the students, answer questions, prompt the students to think differently about industrial design. So one feature that we are building and we're gonna be releasing within the next couple of months is called Topic Invites and it involves being able to create guest lists and invite individuals to have topic only access within your grid. So it's great, you can create a parent guest list. So at the beginning of the semester, you have that CSV of all your parent emails. You load that in as a guest list Anytime you want parents to come into one of your topics and engage with the students in the class, just add that guest list as a topic invite and students or parents will be able to come in and, and interact and respond to prompts right alongside their kids. That That's a pretty amazing feature. And, and I'm, I'm so glad that you said that you guys are doing that because that really dives into what we're talking about today. This whole idea of digital classroom and collaboration. I want to bring on our next guest here who is not a stranger to the Teacher Cast podcast. I want to bring on Justin Chando. Justin, how are you today? Hey, Jeff. I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing such a fantastic today. I I love what Joey was mentioning, and really what he's talking about is how to take an app that, that teachers and students are using and bring in that feature of collaboration. And you are no stranger to collaboration. You're on the Microsoft Teams team. Talk to us a little bit about what's new in Microsoft Teams. Let me tell you, Joey and the Flipgrid team have done a tremendous job putting the product together in its best form yet for back to school. And they've had an incredible release. And I was so excited to be there with the Flipgrid community in Minneapolis at Flipgrid Live. They welcomed me with open arms. I was just really honored to, to be a part of that moment. And to not take away from the Flipgrid Live moment on 8.1, uh, we, we announced a bunch of Teams updates just a couple of days later to give them a little bit of time to breathe. And uh, they're epic. We coordinated uh, <laughs> where we, we dropped uh, 10 new wow. uh, Microsoft Teams for Education features uh, right at the beginning of August, right after Flipgrid's announcement to follow that up with. And we, we really just um, have been so fortunate to get so much greatness uh, landing in time for back to school. So some of the things we, we unveiled were rubric grading being available for everyone, having that really rich way to assess with transparency and rich feedback directly to students and um, other really tremendous time savers like reusing assignments over and over again. So you can just uh, take all that, that great content you've shared in the previous year and use it again and again. Um, you know, I can go through all of them really of, of, uh, <laughs> it just goes on and on It's a tremendous blog post. You should definitely check out, but I highlight a couple of them here, which was like an 
the immersive reader coming into yes. uh, Teams itself. So natively, you can bring up that immersive reader and all of the incredible um, th- things that have come out of learning tools with Mike Dolphson and 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 his team driving this this incredible um, way that's been been proven to help kids read and and uh, and that's directly built into Teams now. So really excited, um, as well as the new Flipgrid app. So all of the Flipgrid announcement that they they launched in eight one got updated inside of Teams, which is a native. Uh, app experience right inside of a Teams tab in your class team, uh, where you can just bring in Flipgrid and and uh, and and it's it's really seamless. So we're we're excited to share a lot of those updates. So, so Justin, you got to take us through the background story here. You're in Minneapolis. You're watching Joey and his team up on stage announcing all these great things. You, are you standing on the back of the room going, "Wait two days, you're going to see nothing here"? <laughs> is, is there a little you know like Microsoft's a big family here, and I and I I always use the word family, but between the different divisions, is there a little bit of you know, hey, my features are better than your feature? Is there how, how does the sibling rivalry work in, in a world well, like this? <laughs> this is the best kind of competition I think anyone could ever create because it's, it's something that just all together really helps students and teachers more than anything. And, and we're lucky to be in that competition for sure. You know, you know Mike Boson on One Note Class Notebook, we compete as well, but it's for, for uh, <laughs> the sake of the students. So uh, I'm, I'm happy to be in that competition every day of the week. Uh, but, but for sure, it was great being at Flipgrid Live. In fact, a lot of the Microsoft innovative educators that are part of the Flipgrid yeah. community, it was great hanging out with them in Minneapolis and gave them a little taste, just, hey, Flipgrid Live's really good, but wait a couple of days <laughs> and we'll be excited. So. <laughs> and I'm glad that you mentioned that. You know, Anybody that's out there listening can always go over to education.microsoft.com, check out all the great stuff, get yourself an account, take some of the amazing online courses, become a Microsoft Innovative Educator, and of course, always in that springtime right around the ISTE season, you can become a Microsoft Innovative Educator expert and of course we want to always you know remind you guys we have our mie spotlight series podcast you can check out all 33 episodes i think we're up to right now over at teachercast.net slash mie spotlight now guys we're talking today about digital classroom and i love the fact that all of these office 365 apps go together I've been noticing something here, especially around ISTE time. We're not saying 21st century learning. We're not saying 21st century classrooms. We're calling it digital collaboration here. What does it mean to be in a digital classroom? When you guys are having your meetings and you're like, I want the classroom of the future to be, what does Microsoft see as a digital classroom? Justin, you want to take that one or you want me to dive in? (laughs) Joe, I think we should tag team this a little bit. Go for it. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll jump off here. So, so really, we're, we're very fortunate in, at, at Flipgrid and, and Microsoft Education to have a really, really passionate educator community that is telling us what their pedagogical goals and, and, and what outcomes they're, they're uh, striving for. They're telling us these things every day. And so what, what it, back to Justin's point about sibling rivalry within Microsoft EDU, we're really, really fortunate that we have Justin and Mike and, and some really, really, really amazing leaders in the Microsoft education community. But more importantly, we've got amazing educators that are really just telling us what to do and telling us how we could make their lives easier. So when it comes to, to creating a digital classroom, we're really trying as hard as we can to take time every day to interact with the, with the educators in our respective communities, of which there is a lot of overlap, 
and listen to what they're trying to do. So, so from Flipgrid's pers- perspective, um, a good example would have been um, the discovery library. So, so educators were coming into Flipgrid and they were, um, they were really, they had ideas about what they wanted to do, right? They wanted to, uh, they had heard from a peer that Flipgrid was a really good way for them to be able to hear from every single student in their classroom, right? Something that's very challenging to do otherwise. But they came into Flipgrid and they just, they, they weren't sure exactly where to begin, right? Like when you start with a new tool, you're not sure exactly where to begin. And uh, so they kept asking, is there a way for, for uh, people that are using Flipgrid to kind of share with us how they're using Flipgrid? And we used to always say, yeah, go over to Twitter. Teachers are sharing their ideas and their use cases every day. But finally we said, okay, let's just build this into Flipgrid, right? And, and so we built the discovery library, which is filled with thousands and thousands and thousands of topic templates that were created by educators that are trying to transform their classroom um, and be digital first and, and use digital technology to support their pedagogical goals. Um, so that teachers, when they join, when they, when they sign up for Flipgrid and they start their own journey on this digital transformation can uh, have that much of an easier time. Nice. Yeah, that's such a such an important point. You know, it's just our job at Microsoft to amplify the voices of educators and students around the world. And that's why, you know, I just feel super fortunate to be a part of that community, just to be in that position to listen to so many educators and students that are telling us basically what we should do and, and how we can improve their lives and, and help them learn and achieve more. So uh What's really exciting now that back to school has kicked off and something that not many people might know is uh, a lot of our product team at Microsoft spends a ton of times in classrooms and we're, we're just organizing school visits literally all over the world where we fly out to them. We, we spend a ton of time with them. I'm traveling multiple days just in the next week just to, to visit more and more schools that are using the product or, or maybe who aren't using using our products and to learn and understand uh, exactly how we can help them. And uh, again, just being part of that, that community has been just really impactful to, to help more students and teachers. So the question that we have here, guys, is how does somebody reach out? And, and and request these features. I know as a tech coach, I all the time have teachers come to me and say, can't you go and ask for this feature? And my response to them is, guys, my megaphone is just as big as that second grade teacher's megaphone. But how do we find that megaphone? If we're sitting there in our third grade class and we have a feature request, we have a problem, we have something that we need help with, how do we do that? Great question. Uh, one of the one of the really easy ways is inside of all our products is a request a feature button, which goes to our user voice. And there's a Microsoft Education uh, user voice kind of community where you can request features and functionality. I'm sure we can link that up. Um, where like the Teams for Education one, we spend uh, a lot of time just pulling through ideas and things like that. Of course, uh, Twitter and our, our Microsoft EDU community on Twitter is super active. And same with the Flipgrid Fever community. Uh, we, we definitely pick up a ton of feedback and ideas. And I'm always sharing tweets from educators with, with our engineers and with the rest of the product team. So believe it or not, that actually does have a huge impact. Now, one of the things that we're looking at as we go through this year and, and you know, I always remember having Mike coming on and he's talking about the great things happening in PowerPoint and Word and all the other great Microsoft 365 apps. I'm noticing there's a huge push to be augmented and virtual. Is there 
Well, can you talk to us a little bit about where Microsoft sees the whole concept of augmented virtual reality? I know there's some stuff going on in PowerPoint, but but should we be looking at this stuff right now as teachers, or is this still a couple years away? That's a really good question, and I'm not sure that I'm necessarily the right person to answer it, Jeff, but what I will say uh, in in interacting really regularly with our educator community is what I think they would say. And and I'm not really going to be able to speak to kind of the stuff that Microsoft's working on in terms in that space, especially since I'm pretty new. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, I didn't even know that we had a request to feature uh, button in the other Microsoft platforms because we definitely don't flip it yet. We're still kind of a hacky startup here. Um, But, uh, but one of the things that we hear is, uh, to, to address your question, is this something that I should explore right now? Is this something that I should wait for a couple of years down the line is put pedagogy first is think about what are my outcomes and what goals am I trying to achieve with my students? What, what do I want them to be able to do, to be able to say, to be able to know internally at the end of this lesson or at the end of this month or semester, and then, and then go to the digital side and find out how digital can support those initiatives. Because what digital technologies do great is they increase efficiencies, they increase collaboration, they, they, uh, they connect the world. What they don't do is replace pedagogy, right? So, so, so what, what we hear teachers say is put pedagogy first and then figure out how all these amazing tools, a lot of which Microsoft creates, can really help you so support these goals. I, I love that answer. And especially as a tech coach, everyone's saying, you know, what tool should I use? How do I do this? And the answer is always, what does the curriculum tell you to do? How do we be able, know, how are we able to take the knowledge from the instructor or from the source and pop it into the kid's head? And Justin, you said that you're going out and doing a lot of training and traveling and seeing all these different classrooms. What are you seeing when you go to, into America's classrooms? What's, what's happening in the classrooms today? You know, in some of our best uh, school visits where we're seeing real foundational changes going on, you know, it is it is happening where, just like Joey says, they're putting the tasks and what they're trying to achieve and the cultural change in the classroom of what, they, what they're looking to do before the actual tool. And the tool is just there to help them to help them do it. Right. And and in every single case, it's 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 basically like we're going to change the way our students learn in this way uh, by by integrating the technology in a meaningful way, not just as a paper-based alternative, but in, in a way of which you couldn't do something before. And you take something like Flipgrid, where everyone's now able to share their voice in a way that just literally couldn't have happened before. And you get that feedback from educators all the time, where the shyest student actually spoke up for the first time and, and um, is now sharing their voice uh, that they didn't even know. Um, that's something that just couldn't happen in the, in, in the paper-based world. And we look for things and opportunities uh, across the, the product suite of where, where can educators help simply do that at scale. And, and some of the best schools that we visit are doing that already. And we want to try and amplify that so that many other schools can, can, can do that. And we're seeing a lot, of, a lot more of those types of great use cases in the future. So that's that's one one example what are you saying i was just gonna chime in one of the most interesting things we've noticed is the way um once educators really have a few years or, or at least some experience um ingraining uh technology into their curriculum is the way that that changes the physical makeup of their classroom um where 
the vast majority of people, when they think of a classroom, they still think of the 1990s and earlier style classroom of rows of desks and kids sitting at those desks. And in many areas of the world, that still is the norm. But what we see in a lot of different spaces is that educators are specifically creating this space because they know that there are technological uses within their curriculum that, uh, that, cha that change the way that the space can be used. For example, a recording area. So they're creating content, they're, they're creating podcasts, they're creating Flipgrid videos, they're creating Adobe Spark videos. They create a, a, a physical media section of the room just for uh, a space for kids to go over there and be in their own zone and focus on their creative work. Um, flexible seating is really popular right now because kids are collaborating in different ways with their one-to-one -one devices. It's really, it's really amazing the way that uh, when educators put pedagogy and, and curriculum first and then bring in technology to support that, that it then ends up starting to, to really kind of profoundly change the physical makeup of the classroom. And, and, and you couldn't be more right about that. I, I remember a couple of years ago, I was listening to a keynote speaker and he says, your, your room should never be set up for the custodian, meaning in yeah. rows, I can put a broom <laughs> up and down the rows and he's happy. That should never be where it is. Now, I remember last year being in New York at the Microsoft EDU keynote, and it was an amazing experience sitting in the second row for that. And, and it kind of got me thinking with all of the stuff that Microsoft does in the classroom, out of the classroom, you got hardware, you got software. Could you guys let us in a little bit here? Where is the chicken and the egg? Does, does technology, hardware get to a spot and then you build the app for it? Or do you go into a classroom and the kid or the teacher says, I want to do this, and then you go, all right, I need a computer with this much RAM, I need an app that does this. What is actually the leading thing behind the technology revolution that we're on? Look, Jeff, I mean, I. I, I think what we're seeing in a, in a lot of schools and now now many, many schools are implementing one-to-one -one devices and, and have a lot of low-cost Windows PCs or, or, or others or Chromebooks, you know, those types of platforms that have democratized a lot of that by bringing the price point down so much that it makes it available to so many more schools has allowed us to actually focus on multi-platform experiences that just work everywhere, right? We, we've done a ton of focus on our free web applications, right? So Office 365, every single thing you know in in that suite free and on, on the web and um can can immediately be used by everyone so uh we again our focus is to help uh students achieve more right and teachers to achieve more it's not um it's not even really on the hardware aspects of we just want to get in the hands of as many students and, and teachers so they can use use these products to help them um so no we, we definitely don't see too many in the classroom, right? Because it really comes back to the pedagogical um, improvements that, that can be made. And, and we work with the educators to do that. And educators aren't thinking about 16 gigs of RAM versus eight gigs, right? They, right. they, they just want it to work. Yeah, and, and I think what what Justin's work with, with teams for education and, and, and we have Flipgrid, of course, we know is that teachers work with whatever they have. They work with whatever they can get their hands on in terms of hardware. And, and we really appreciate that. And, and we, uh, like I mentioned before, really try to listen to, to what they're hoping to do. And, and like Justin said, our goal is for them, the students and the teachers to achieve more. So when it comes to us at Flipgrid, like we have some unique challenges around you know, being a video, primary, video first, video only, however you want to put it, platform, right? 
around bandwidth, around upload. And we really try hard when we, when we add in new capabilities to Flipgrid that we provide those capabilities for almost every situation. We try to, to keep uh, video file size as small as possible so that even schools that might not have the best bandwidth, um, their students can still participate in Flipgrid. Um, we try to make it so that any device with a webcam can run Flipgrid. Um, so we really definitely put the, the goals and objectives of the educator community um, at the front of our product design. And I know Justin's team does that uh, uh, every day of the week on, on their team's roadmap discussions. Um, and then figure out how we can make this work on every device, as, uh, as many devices as possible. iPads, yeah. Chromebooks, Windows devices, you name it. And Joey, that's that's actually sometimes pretty surprising when when they hear someone like Microsoft saying that it works cross platform on yeah. everything iOS, Android. Like, just just in our early August release, we we made a big announcement for iOS and Android for assignments and grading on on mobile, right? So, uh, all of our designs and all of our future thinking is starting mobile first, and uh, we actually think about those smallest experience because it actually is very. Um, um, inclusive when when you think in that way a lot more students around around the world have access to mobile devices before even really fancy hardware and, and laptops and desktop pcs and you're seeing that in the classrooms i mean you know even in our situation in our school we've got chromebooks we've got surface tablets we've got phones of all different kinds and i've got these teachers that are using flipgrid now to help out with science labs and i've got a teacher right now who i'm going to make sure he's listening to this but he's at he's in his classroom doing lessons where the kids have to go out to their house they do their science experiment maybe in their kitchen do their flipgrid and then the next day, everybody gets a chance to see these different things going on. It is an inclusive classroom that, again, digital classrooms these days have no walls. It's a matter of being collaborative and just bringing the education to wherever that mobile student is. If we're looking at putting this stuff together, Joey, and I, I want to ask Justin, too, about Teams, but where do you suggest teachers go to start the process to get that Flipgrid fever? Oh, geez. All right. So... The first place, just go to flipgrid.com and sign up. It's pretty straightforward. You, you, once you create your account, which takes about 30 seconds, you'll create a grid for your learning community, your classroom, and then you'll post a discussion topic. There's a ton of resources within Flipgrid to help you get started. Um, if you're looking for really a, a in-depth, step-by-step how-to, two educators in our, in our community have created an amazing ebook. Um, Jeff, I'll send you the link that maybe you can uh, pop in the show notes. Carly Mora, K-A-R-L-Y-M-O-U-R-A is her Twitter handle. And Sean Fahey created the Educator's Guide to Flipgrid. They, we, upgrade, we update Flipgrid all the time, and they update that Educator's Guide all the time. We released mixtapes yesterday, and they've already added mixtapes into the Educator's Guide. So if you search for Carly or Sean on Twitter, um, and like I said, I'll give you the link, um, that is the best resource. We also have something called Grid Guides. Grid Guides is a level three, highest level Flipgrid certifi certified educator. So Grid Guides are teachers that have a ton of experience with Flipgrid. They've created field notes, which are really like the best of the best resources for getting started. They're willing to hop on a phone call with you to help walk you through the process of getting, uh, getting started with your classroom. They, they will uh, join in your Twitter chats. To, they, they might come to your PD events. So if you go to flipgrid.com slash guides, you can meet all of the Flipgrid grid guides. We just uh, announced that certification on August 1st, and there's about 50 grid guides right now with 
about 25 joining every week or so. So um, that's a really, really passionate community that is definitely willing to help out as you get started. And then lastly, just go on Twitter and search Flipgrid Fever. There are educators sharing every minute about not only the impact, but also the way they're using Flipgrid in their classroom with their students. That will help spark a ton of ideas for the ways that you can help amplify your student's voice and hear from every student in your class on any topic. That's pretty cool. Joey, I love your energy for all this stuff because it's amazing. Once you start to see the kids moving around, being mobile and interacting with each other, that is, that, that's priceless right there. That's the magic. You know, what I say is just dive in and get started. You'll know once you hear from that kid that's never spoken in class, because that's what it's all about is getting through and, 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 and achieving those outcomes that we're hoping for with every single one of our students. And Justin, how do we dive in and get started? I'm, there's a lot of teachers out there that are going into their new school districts, maybe into an Office 365 for the first time. Where can teachers go to get started to learn about the great features in O365? Yes. So super easy, Jeff. It's office.com slash teacher. That gets you Office 365 completely for free right away. Chances are your school already has an account because there's millions and millions around the world that already do and might not even know that they have it all for free. So you can go office.com slash teacher, get started. Office.com is really kind of that launch pad. It's pretty neat where it gives you all of those tiles of every single app available to you. Click on it and maybe one of those might be Teams. You, you jump into Teams and you can create those class teams, et cetera. There's a bunch of other things um, that your IT admin can help you get set up with as well to just automate all that class creation stuff. Uh, and we will definitely have all of those links. I'm doing doing a darn good job here at Taking Shorthand. This is, of course, TeacherCast podcast episode number 184. You can check it out over on teachercast.net slash Microsoft EDU, where we have all of our blogs, our podcasts, our screencasts, all the MIE Spotlight series shows, teachercast.net slash Microsoft EDU. Um, I think we're almost at 200 different pieces of content over there, guys. If you go over and check that out, teachercast.net slash Microsoft EDU. Lots of good stuff over there, right? Um, guys, I want to say... First of all, thank you so much for sharing all this great stuff with us. Please come on back. Maybe we can grab some MIEs or teachers or, you know, look, maybe we can bring a doctor because I'm getting more Flipgrid fever, Joey, as we go through all this whole thing here. Um, one, last like <laughs> one last time, guys. Justin, where can we go to find out more information about everything in Office 365 and Teams? Yeah, office.com slash teacher, check it out. And teams.microsoft.com gets you right uh, into Teams. And we'd love to hear your feedback, share on Twitter, uh, get in touch with us. Uh, and uh, we, we just love hearing from educators all around the world. And Joey, where do we go to find more information out about Flipgrid? Flipgrid.com or give us a shout on Twitter. Uh, we're at Flipgrid and we are always there. We will always reply to you. We are always there uh, ready to, to hang out and, and engage with teachers. And I certainly encourage that, guys. If you have any feature requests, check out those little buttons. They're on every single Microsoft app. It is the best way to lend your voice and be a part of the Microsoft education family. And, and as we wrap up here, guys, I want to say thank you guys for being a part of the TeacherCast educational network and making TeacherCast your home for PD. There's a lot of great stuff going on here. We're looking forward to recording season three of the MIE Spotlight Series podcast. Maybe you could be a guest on the show. Let us know. You can find us over on TeacherCast at TeacherCast on Twitter. Leave me a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. And of course, you can email us over at feedback at TeacherCast.net. On behalf of everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.